Okay, good morning. Today's daf is daf pay um, on Amud Bay as we're going to move on to the last topic of the Lasekta. Um, but uh, today we're going to go from the bottom of Ayn Tess Amud Bay's 79b. Now, in yesterday's daf we ended off with a very with a chazaka that if you see children that are kruchin after a woman, either attach themselves to her, you know, little children, they hold on to her dress, whenever they stub their toe, they all, you know, graze themselves, they run, mommy, mommy, and who do they run to? That woman, we said, has a chazoka of, as their mother. And therefore, you don't have to actually, if you know her lineage, you don't have to check the child's lineage, because you can assume the child from her. The uh, the one point um, we did make a difference, you know, what age are the children? Um, is only up to a certain age, etc. What happens if they're two wives? That was all yesterday's stuff. But now what we're going to ask is how far can you rely on Kruchin as a chazaka that she is definitely their mother? So that's what we're going to discuss now. So Omar Eshlokish, Eshlokish says, Lo Shadu Ella, Hagvu. You can only rely on this chazok um, of kruchin. I'm going to call it kruchin, but it's this idea that little children hang on to their mom, and therefore you can identify their mother by who they're hanging on to. That's only bakotche hadvu. What's that? Truma and chala, uh, etc. Things like that. That the, if their mothers are kohen or married to a kohen, they can eat truma. Says, but in regarding permitting the children to marry a kohen, we do not allow it. The Rebbe Yochanan, Rebbe Yochanan says, you can even rely on it regarding Yichud. Again, you have these children that are kruchin after this woman. You can assume that they're her children. To rely on them as being permitted to marry Kohanim. So that Rabbi Yochanan says we take this Chazoka an extra level. For us to Rabbi Yochanan at the time, maybe this is Rabbi Yochanan following him, his general opinion. To Amr Bar Abba Omer Rabbi Yochanan, Rabbi Bar Abba said in the name of Rabbi Yochanan, Malkin ala Chazokas. You can give lashes based on the Chazoka. I not always do you need Aiden to verify the point. We'll see exactly, we're going to give exact cases. But not always do you need Aiden to verify a point. You rely on Chazoka to give Malkos. And Soiklin, the Soifrin, Allah Chazokas. Not only that, we would put someone to death by stoning or by burning based on a Chazoka. The Ain Sorfin Truma, Allah Chazokas. And we don't, and but we don't burn Truma over a Chazoka. I, if you rely on, a, we'll see all these cases, so let's see. But again, just on the surface, it sounds quite surprising. You're going to give someone lashes. You're going to put someone to death based on a chazoka. Well, shreifa is uh, one of their, their four types of death. So, skill and shreifa. Um, but you're not going to burn truma? Isn't that much lighter than the others? Okay, so let's see. I think the answer is, they're all different types of chazoka. And you've got to weigh up how strong the chazoka is. When you, how far would you take it? So, Mal, where do we see Malkin Allah Chazokos Karav Yehuda? Like Rav Yehuda said, Da Amar Yehuda, Huxa Kanida, if if a woman has the Chazoka, she's assumed to be a Nida in a neighborhood. How's that? Nidas used to wear special clothes. So, this woman was seen walking around the neighborhood 
wearing those special clothes. So now she has a Hufsuka Nida. If her husband has beer with her, he would get lashed for sleeping with a Nida. Now again, there's no Eidos, no proof that she's actually a Nida. However, she has a Chazok of being a Nida based on how she was dressed or how she was behaving. And therefore, we give lashes based on that, we assume. They point out, obviously, this was where... If it was with her consent, the beer, then she would also get lashes. Remember, whenever you have one of the arayos, both parties are going to be liable unless one's doing it without the other's consent. Okay? So that's, that's where you get lashes based on a chazaka. So clear so Where do we see that you get skill and strength for a chazaka? Like Rabbi Baravuna, Dama Rabbi Baravuna, Ish ve'isha tinoik ve'tinoika shekidlu b'soich habayis. If you have a man, woman, and a boy and girl who grow up in the same home, I everyone assumes them to be a family. No, uh, so niskalin ze al ze v'nisrofim ze al ze. If the father, if the mother and her son have beer, they would get skila, and if the father and his daughter have beer, they would get. Uh, sorry, wrong way round. Oh, let me just check. I always get mixed up. The, uh, where was it? Yeah, so, yeah, a son and a mother, that was right. A son and his mother would get skilah, and a father and his daughter would get, um, so now again, there's no aging. There's no clear proof that this is the What What's the state? It's a, it's a couple with their two children who lived together in a house as if they were family and everyone assumed they were family based on that. You can put them to death because of it. So that's how far we go with Chazoka. Very interestingly, Rav Moshe Fahansin brings a similar idea. There's, the Rishalmi brings another case where we see this. It's again where someone um, hits their father. You say someone who hits their father is put to death even if they only injure them. They put to death. Who says it's their father? Maybe their mother had an affair. Yeah. Or something like that. So no. We have a chazoka that they grew together, that they were raised together as a son. They lived together as a son and a father, and the mother was, you know, all those. If there's a, that scenario, then you have a chazoka. And Rav Moshe brings that to say, because he says that if you have government regulation and all these things, you have a chazaka that the milk is kosher and it's as if it's been supervised. And that's why our milk is chalav Yisrael. If you want to go lenient, we say it's chalav Yisrael based with the leniencies of Rav Moshe. But it's not that other Jews keep chalav, some Jews keep chalav Yisrael and some Jews don't. We do keep chalav Yisrael, we just rely on these chazakas. Um, obviously, because as the Gomorrah of Zara says, that all Jews have to keep chalav Yisrael. Okay, but back to where we were. So we see the strength of a chazaka. There was a woman who came to Yerushalayim and her child was sitting on her shoulders, and she raised him. Again, no proof that it's her son, but the way they lived looked like it was her son. He, she always treated this little boy as her son. We have to be discussing a case where they saw him as a little boy for this chazok of Krucha, but he treated, they acted like a mother and a son, 
And then when he grew up, they had beer, the them the Basim was so calm. They brought him to Basim and they stoned them. Not because it was definitely a son. But because he was they relied on the Chazoka of when a little child treats, acts like that towards a mother, that is a this is almost like adoption, although there's no true adoption. Uh, well, there is adoption halachically. I don't know what you mean by true adoption. Like, is there, is, there, there is, a, is adoption. No, is there? I don't know. Uh, like, I mean, I don't know what you mean by is or isn't adoption. Like, is if, a, adoption? if a family takes a young uh, orphan in to live with them, isn't that adoption? And this adoption would become their child. Uh, yeah, he won't be their child for those halachas. I'm yeah. actually not sure if you can feed him trauma or not. I'm not, <coughs> sure. not sure about that. But if it's from a young age and the person raises him, you call the child after the father's name when you're giving him an aliyah. So I would say that there is, a, there is adoption. I, ju- I don't know how long it takes. Okay. You every day. Yeah. It would be, yeah. Um, just interesting. Um, okay. Um, so. We see this as a very strong chazaka. I just, I just wanted to say one point, but I've forgotten it. Yeah, I was wondering, DNA. Maybe DNA would be a similar thing. A chazaka that the child's belong is from that parent, or something like that. Okay, the ein sorfin truma ala chazakos, because you know, if you have DNA evidence, or whatever, would that be good enough? Maybe it would be, because that would be a strong chazaka, maybe similar to kruchin, if not stronger. So he says, Ba'ein sorfin truma la chazaka. So he said, you're not allowed to burn truma based on a chazaka. You know, if truma is tomei, if truma becomes tomei, you burn it. If it's tahor, you're actually not allowed to just burn it. If it is a sofek, then you leave it. You leave it to decompose by itself. Can you feed it to the animals? Truma tomei? Yeah. I don't know. I don't think so. I think you have to burn it. Yeah, I think you can get benefit from it while burning it, but I think you have yeah. to burn it. So, um, the Om, so the Om, Rabbi Shimon ben Lakish, Sorfin ala Chazaka. So Rabbi Shimon ben Lakish says you do burn based on a Chazaka. Rabbi Yochanan Omer ain't Sorfin. And Rabbi Yochanan says, no, you don't burn Truma based on a Chazaka. And they're going based on their general opinion. The Tanan, as we learned from the Mishnah, if you have a child sitting next to a bowl of dough and a piece of dough in his hand. Okay, there's a slightly different way of learning Rashi and Tosos. Where's the doubts and where's the fadas? But let's just go with um, Rashi. So Rashi explains. So, you can be certain that the child took some of the dough. So Rabbi Meir Metahe, Rabbi Meir still says the dough is tahor, the Chachomim Metmeim, and the Chachomim say the dough is tahor, and they say Darko Shiltinat Letafech, because children poke around, they play around. What does that mean? They always, they play in the rubbish heap, they touching Shrotzim and Nevelas, you always see children when they can get hold of a lizard or something, so they play with Nevelas, no problem, and therefore they become Tome. Now, but that's not, uh, now how I'm understanding Rashi, Again, the vada is that they um, touch the dough, and the sofek is, are they tome? But it's most likely that they tome. There's a chazoka that children metapeach, that children play around. 
and touch things and stuff. So Vavinan, so that's why the rabbis say Darko Shilksinok Latapeh. Um Yeah. Okay, let, yeah, let's leave it with that way of understanding the the the, the case, and let's go on. Says Vavin and Bar, my timer to Rebbe Ma. Why does Rebbe Ma consider the child the dot tahor? Don't we have a sofek if this tome child if this child was tome and he touched the dough, but it's a chazaka that the child is tome, and we know he touched the dough because according to Rashi that's the vara he touched the dough. So vavin and bar my time at the rebbe so calls of a rochinokos matapsi and he says no you're right most children do poke around and are therefore tome umiut ain matapsi and a minority of children are not matapsi. The ister becheskus tahara omeres and the dough has a Cheskas tahara. The dough was tahor, unless you can prove that the child make it made a tome. So v'samech miut lechazaka, and you can combine the miut and the chazaka, either the child's tahor to the chazaka that the dough's tahor, and israel ruba, and you undermine the majority, either the majority of children are tome. So the, what is um, so Rabbi Meir joins the miut and the. Um, the mute and the chazaka. What's a little bit difficult about joining the two is this that Rabbi Meir says, Choshesh in Lemuta, which is what he normally holds, is. Uh, yeah, I think the Beis Halevi asks this amongst others. I just I don't, I don't know the answer, but it's an interesting question. He says, this every man says, Choshin mute, we take the mute into account. Isn't that only Midrabonon? And this that he says, this chazoka of Metapchin is, this chazoka that the Dois Tohor is Doraisa. So how can you join the Doraisa and the Drabonon to outweigh a chazoka, which is also Doraisa? Okay, so that's just a, that's a side question. Okay, but Verabonon. How do the Rabbonin explain it? So they should also learn muta, join the muta and the chazaka and say the dos tahor. So he says, no, muta command the laser dummy. The Rabbonin view it as if there's no such thing as a mute. And once you have a rov, that's all you look at. You totally disregard that there's a mute. So according to the Rabbonin, the child is not most likely, it's not that a majority of children are tahor. Once Otome. Once you told me that it's a majority of children are metapeach and a minority of children are not metapeach, you do get those few kids who are, are what's fastidious and they won't touch things and they don't like their hands getting dirty. So there is a view. Once you have the the, the rov on the chazotha, then you disregard the mute. That's very important. Contra you disregard the mute. Now, so now you have a rub of a chazotha. You have most children playing. Atome, because of most children are Tome, and you have a Chazoka that the dough is Tahor. Which one wins? Ruba the Chazoka, Ruba Adif. Ruba always wins. So therefore, the dough is treated as Tome. Now, um, so where are we holding at the moment? Okay, so we have a Machloikes, Rebbe Meir, the Chachomim, how to view such a case. Rebbe Meir says you join the mute and the Chazoka, and therefore the dough is Tahor. The Rabbonin say, no, you ignore the mute. 
and therefore it's a case of a rov versus a chazaka. So you follow the rov, most children are tome because they met that bear, and therefore the dough is tome. And Rebbe Shlokesh says, this is a case where you burn truma based where you would burn truma, yes, based on a chazaka. Again, when the Rabbonon said that the dough is Tomei, Reish Lakish saying we treat it as Varai Tomei and you would even burn it. This is not the case where you would burn, this is not a Chazaka where you would burn the Truma for it. It's still treated as a Sofake. Oh, so what is the, what, what do the Rabbonon mean when they say it's Tomei? They mean that you can't eat it. You have to be out of doubt, you're not allowed to eat it in case it's Tomei, but you wouldn't burn it in case it's Tahar. So that's the Machloikesh, Rabbi Shumen Lokesh, Rabbi Shumen Lokesh, Okay, so what sort of Chazaka would Rabbi Yochanan hold? You do burn Truma based on I. When would the Chazaka be strong enough, or a strong Chazaka, that you could, that if, that we wouldn't treat it as a doubt, and you would burn Truma? So get it done, as we learned in the following Mishnah. There's a house which has lots of different shrotsim, like, well, shrotsim and frogs. They're two very similar. A sheret, we know when it's dead, it's tome. And frogs are not shrotsim, so when they're dead, they're not metame. And you find their limbs shedded in the dough. So there's a little leg in the dough. And you're not sure, is that a frog leg or a sheret's leg? And you're still going to eat it. Oh, we are. Well, we, you're not going to eat it. Okay, well, let's see. If most of the shrotsim are tomeya, are there much more shrotsim than frogs in that house? Therefore, the dough is tomeya. If most of the little creatures in that house are frogs, then Tahoira, the dough is Tahor. So, Rabbi Yochanan says in this case, you would say the dough is Tomei to the degree that you burn it. Now, what's the difference? Isn't it both a rov, both are a rov, which almost give us a chazaka, a chazaka that give us a rov? Well, let's say, yeah, both are a rov, and in the one Rabbi Yochan says that's strong enough to burn the dough. And the other one, Rabbi Yochanan says it's not strong enough. With the case of the child, it's not... Uh, with the case of the child, it's not strong enough. You don't burn the dough. You treat it as Tomei Misofak, so you can't eat it, but you don't burn it. Whereas in the case of the animals in the house, the Shrotsim and frogs in the house, it is strong enough to burn the dough. So what's the difference? So this is an interesting idea that make a difference between a ruba de isa kaman and a ruba de laisa kaman. A rov that is literally a rov that is in front of us, and the other one a rov that is not in front of us. A ruba de isa kaman, a rov that's in front of us, is where we know the subject matter, we know how many, and we determine which is the rov. So ten shops. None are kosher, one is non-kosher. That's a rubber de isa command because you know the you know the numbers. Here also you know the numbers. It's a house with frogs in and with with lizards, frogs and lizards. Let's assume lizards are shots in. So therefore the 
you, you have the number in front of you. Whereas a Ruba de Laysa Kaman, a Ruba is based on statistics. Right. Does this child fit in with the general population? Statistically, yes, the child pokes around. But you can't tell me exactly which children do and which children don't. Or you can't tell me that there's, you know. So that's the difference. If it's based on a chazaka, a delesa, uh, that's a ruba delesa come on. What would be another example? What's the chances of an animal being a trafer? Again, you don't know that there's those 70 animals are trafers and these 30 animals are, sorry, those are, are fine and these 30 animals are trafer. We just know that based on our uh, research or based on previous uh, previous situations, there's a 30% chance that this animal is a trafer. So now what do you do? That's a Ruba de Lesa Kaman because we don't know anything specific about this thing. It's just most likely, if statistically it's most likely from those that are. Or statistically there's 30% chance. So that would be almost the difference between Ruba de Lesa Kaman and Ruba de Issa Kaman. Bihachman says where it's based on a Ruba de Issa Kaman, then, it's a, then it creates the assumption that it is, that it's Vadai, whereas if it's a, and therefore you would so, so here, Rubat Isakaman would treat it as Varai Tome or Varai Tohor. Whereas a Rubat Isakaman, Rabbi Yochanan says, we treat as a Sophic. It's strong enough to create the situation that we would treat the true as a Sophic, but it's not strong enough to make us burn it. Tanya Kavai said to Rabbi Yochanan, there's a price in line with Rabbi Yochanan. My Shnei Dvarim ain't bohem das lishol, for asum chachomim kama sheyesh luk bohem das lishol. There are two things, two cases where they don't have the intelligence to to question or to answer. However, Chachamim say it's, they do have the intelligence. We treat it as if they do. What does that mean? What difference does it make whether you can ask them or not? So we know the halach is, what's the, what's the halach of a sofeik tuma b'rishus hayochid? Is tome. Where do we learn it from? Sota. From a sota we learn that sofeik tuma b'rishus hayochid is tome. And one of the things is, though the sota, you can always ask her, did you commit adultery or not? So when do we treat a sofek tumah b'rishus hayochid as tomei? When you can ask, did you become tomei? Otherwise be tomei. You have a pile of wheat, and a sheret might have touched it. You can't ask the wheat, did you become tomei? Mm-hmm. So therefore the wheat would be treated as tahar if it's a sofek. So here Rabbi Yohanan says, so there are two things that you could not ask, and therefore they should be tahar, but the Chachamim said, you should treat it as if they are Tomei. Sorry, you should treat it as if they could be asked, and therefore they would be Tomei. Tomei for Sophites in Rishus HaYochim. Now what are they? So he says, Tinoik for Arachiris, the case of Tinoik, and one other. Tinoik for Arachiris, the case of Tinoik, is as we just said, again, you have this young child sitting next to the dough. You can assume he definitely touched the dough. The question is, again, according to Rashi, you can assume he definitely, he definitely touched the dough. You know he touched the dough. But what about, is he Tomei or not, that you rely on the Chazaka? Okay, now put that in the back of your mind. That's the one case. So what are we saying? Sofek tumah bishus hayochid tomei. That's what? That's how the Rabbonim paskin in that case. And that's, so keep that in the back of your mind. Second case. Vo'od acheres ma'ahim. What's the other case? So isa betoch habayis betanagolim umashkim tumayim shom. You have dough in a house and you have chickens with tomei drink there. Now we're going to, generally, you can assume kind of that the chickens would drink and they would. And now the ninsu nekorim akorim the Korim, the Korim, the Issa, they're all peck marks in the dough. 
toilin, what do you do with that? So, so there, we're not sure. Did the chickens drink from the liquid and then peck at the dough? And therefore the dough would be tome. Because most likely they got some of the liquid, the tome liquid on the dough. So, toilin, what's the halacha? You leave the you treat the dough as if it's tome, you can't eat it, but you can't burn it. So you toil and you leave it. That's the halacha. It says, low is low sofrin. You don't eat it and you don't burn it. Now what do we see here? This price has compared two cases, the child next to the dough and the chicken. But the chicken had clearly said toiling. So so too by the child next to the dough, it must be toiling. I that you don't necessarily burn it, which is a good support for Rabbi Yochanan. Rabbi says this is specifically where it is red, um, reddish liquids, because, sorry, this is specifically where it's white liquids, because if it was red liquids, you would see red marks in the dough. So therefore you can assume that if the dough doesn't have red marks, even though the chickens have been pecking at it, that it's tar. So it's, but maybe the dough absorbed the red liquids, and therefore you can't see it. So This, the, the great sage, Rabbi Shua ben Levi, heard this, but he didn't know the explanation. I didn't know to add the following qualification. This is very clear, liquidy. Um, uh, that a young child would be recognizable in it. I don't understand um, what difference is why a child? What happens if it's an adult? Okay, but either way, it's, it's clear liquid that you could see the reflection of a child clearly in it. Um, but if it's more murky, Lord, then we wouldn't say this. Ah, yes, you're right. If the liquids around the dough that the chicken's mouth have drunk from were a very, I think we would say a very fine liquid. I don't know what the word would be, but not murky, then you're right. It could be absorbed in the dough and you'd still treat it as tome. Or sulfate. But if it was a more murky liquid, like thicker, so then you would clearly see the traces of the wine, of, of this liquid, on the dough, and the and you would say so if you don't see it, then the dough could be treated as tahor. Okay, but very interesting, very important sugya regarding the halachas or, or regarding certain halachas with chazaka, how far we take a chazaka, and that different chazakas have different strengths. Yeah. Like we see to the degree, if you have a family growing, uh, living together, the chazaka that they are a family is very, very strong. I mean, there are interesting cases where this is not the case. You have children who grow up, and when they're finally adults, parents will say, uh, and everyone would assume that they're children. The child even assumes he's a child, and then they know you are adopted. So you hear of scenarios that it can create halakhic problems, because based on Chazoka, we would say that's definitely their child. So, well, I mean, we don't even have to go. You say you've got to run into trouble with who he marries. Yeah. Outside the family, yeah. What happens when they say you were adopted non-Jewish? And now you, do you want to convert? You know, like so. Can and, and there they are those from Moshe Feinstein as Jews where there were questions like that and stuff. But again, based on Chazaka, we would treat them as death. We'd put a person to death based on the Chazaka that that's their child because they live together as a family. Um, and the Chazaka is not as strong like this Chazaka, at least the contribution. And the Chazaka delays the command to make truma tome rather leave the truma. Okay, next Mishnah, and this Mishnah brings us to the last topic of the Masechta. 
the Hilchus Yichud, that's not going in seclusion with the woman. Um, just a few important questions before we go into the Mishnah to, to be discussed when um, going into this is firstly, who is it also to be in Yichud with? Is it any woman? Or only Arayos? Or what about Isurei Lavin? I, could you, uh, like a Mamzer, could, you, could a man be in Yichud with a Mamzer? That's one question. A second question is... Uh, um, well, is it Doraisa or Drabonon, or which Isra Yechud or Doraisa, and which Isra Yechud or Drabonon? That's Machlok Yisrishonim. Interesting enough, there are definitely some Yechuds that are only Drabonon. For example, Yechud with a single girl. That's a Xaira from David Amelech. And I think, I'm trying to remember the other one, there's Xaira by Shaman by Silel. Um, but I think that's Yechud with a non Jew, also only an Isra Drabonon. But what about Yichud? So Yichud with a married woman, Yichud with uh, one's aunt, etc. That could be those. That's a machlok as we show you. Yisut Oraisa. Yeah. So those are some of the questions to think about. Just to start it off, which will give us a little bit of a background to the whole discussion. Uh, it's not so unclear. I mean, that's what yeah, we're yeah, yeah. learning about now. But just a little bit of background. Let's see Shulchan Aruch. So this is all in Eved Ezer Siman Chof Aleph. So also it's Yachid im Erva Maharayos by Zikaina Ben Yoldo. It's forbidden to go into Yuchud with any of the Arayos. Erva would generally say would be an Isukare or more severe. So that's worse. Okay. So that's who it's forbidden to be in seclusion with. Bain Zikaina Ben Yoldo, whether she's elderly or a young girl. Shedavar, and what's the problem? Why is there this Xayra of Yechud? Shedavar Zayr going to the Galas Erba. Because this causes Shkuchot, um, they might come to break the Erba. Chutz Meha'emin Bono Ba'avin Bito, except for a mother with her sons or a father with his daughters. There's no such thing, there's no Yechud. Ba'abalim Ishto, Nida, or a husband with his wife who's a Nida. Again, a Nida is also an Erba. Yisukharet, yet her husband's allowed to be in seclusion. Okay, then uh, makes a distinction in Yichud. Okay, in Yichud, as we've said, is a very interesting one of the Arayos, is that it is uh, um, and it has a few differences with, other, with the other Arayos, and one of them is that Generally, if a woman's an Arab, one of the differences we just see here is that if a woman's a nida, her husband's allowed to be in seclusion. We do say, and that's the rest of that if, is that this is all where she, uh, it's all, sorry, it's, it's all where they've had beer before. If they've never had beer before, there would be a Yisrael with the Nida. So that, uh, it's not such a common question nowadays. It does come up. But if a woman's in Nida shortly before the Chuppah, what do you do with, can the bride and groom go home together? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah no, they couldn't. I mean, and they couldn't go home together. So that's the, uh, so that's, uh, that's what's Chuppah's Nida creates a few... Complications. Uh, so you, I mean, there are ways to get around the embarrassment, but there's, yeah. uh, you know, uh, but uh, to, 
But again, going over together would be a bigger issue and stuff like that. Okay, um, so, so that's the discussion of... So this is the basic... This is what we're going to discuss now, the heels of the halochas of Yifut. A man is not allowed to be in Yichud, seclusion with two women. I, obviously not one woman, but even two women. Why woman? Aval isha echod means yachedes im shnei anoshim, but one woman could go in yichud with two men. Says my timer. Um, so, sorry, that's it more. Rashi explains the logic. He says because noshim datan kala, which Henry tries to translate that as their das is light, but um, but it doesn't mean light. Is there? Either they're slightly more persuadable, as he says, you're more likely to seduce them, both of them, they're not going to be afraid of each other, because her friend also acted like her. So well, it's, I would say slightly more seducible. I don't know if that's the right term, and I don't know if that's exactly what Daton Kala means. Um, but that's uh, along those lines. So that's why it's fine. And, but a woman can be in seclusion with two men. Because a man is more embarrassed of his friend. So he's not as likely to get up to to do anything with this woman if his friend's there, if another man's there. Okay, Rabbi Shimon, Rabbi Shimon says, a man can even be in Yichud with two women. If his wife is with them, and they can even sleep in the same inn, because his wife will watch over him. I say, a man can share a room in a hotel with two other women as long as his wife's with him. A man can be in Yichud with his mother or daughter. He can even sleep, um, either means naked or very close together with them. But once they grow up, they each have to sleep. They can still be in Yichud together, but they each have to sleep in their clothes. And we'll see what age this is from in the Gemara. Just want to read Tosos because it's not so clear what Rabbi Shimon is uh, going on. So he's going to explain uh, Rashi, how Rashi understands Rabbi Shimon. So he says, Mashmud, it's the top Tosos of the page. So he says, Mashmud del Rebi, del Rabbonan Afilu Ishto Imo Asul Isyachet Im Shteinoshim. It's Mashmud from Rabbonan that even if his wife is with him, it's also to go into Yichud with two women. Again, because Rabbi Shimon says if his wife with him, he can be in seclusion with two women. And according to Rabbi Shimon, it implies that he can be alone with two women if his wife is with him. But if there's just one woman, it would be forbidden to be alone with his wife. Okay, and then Toysus ask a kasha, and therefore they have a different girsa. But that's uh, that's interesting to note with the machloikis rabbonah. What would be um, in yichud with two other women if his wife is with him? Generally, it would be also. Does his wife change things? According to Rabbi Shimon, yes, but it sounds like according to Rabbi. Uh, According to Rabbi Shimon, yes, but it sounds like according to Rabbi Rabbonah, not. Uh, the second point is um, is uh, one woman and his wife, according to Rabbi Shimon, would still be a problem. Okay, my timer.
What's the reason that it's also to be alone with two women? So we already said this. Because women's minds have this general thing of doubt and colors. I think it, it would, in my mind, it, it's almost, it goes to the nature. Men and women have different natures, and women, for whatever reason, in, the, in these areas are, slight, are easier to seduce. What's the source for Yechud? So Amr Rabbi Yochanan, Mishum Rabbi Shmuel, Remez the Yechud Minat Torah Minhai. So Rabbi Yochanan said, Name of Rabbi Shmuel. Where do we see Yechud hinted to in the Torah? So Shnei Maris it says, This is the halachas. This is the psukim by someone causing another person to um, serve Avodah Zarah. Uh, what's it? Inciting another, enticing another person to serve Avodah Zarah. So Ki Yisitcha Alchicha Beni Mecha. When your brother from your mother incites you. I don't even get caught up in Avodah Zorah when it's your brother from your mother. So it's obviously Ben Amesis Ben Avodah you telling me that only uh, your brother from your mother would um, entice you but not your brother from your father. So it's what it's coming to tell you is Ben Misyachedi Mimo that a son does go into Yuchud with his mother but also is Yachid in Kol but he's also to go into Yichud with other Arais. I, what do we, how do we learn this? But the fact that it warns us, be careful of the son from your mother, must be because you're together by your mother. If if a son could not go into Yichud with, if you you would have the, you would start off with the assumption that a son can't be alone with his mother, like any other erva, as it says, because we only. Because he can't go into heaven. But he can go with his mother, and that's why he'll frequent his mother. He'll visit his mother often. It's not like because he's, his parents are living together, he's never going to be at home because he might be in Yichud with his mother, etc. No, he can be alone with his mother, and that's fine. But it's other arise that are awesome. So that's the remit. Pashtay, the Kroba Mike Siv. How do you understand the simple reading of the Fosset? What's it referring to? In the discussion of causing someone to serve Avodah Zorah, the concern so let me just think out of phrase yeah, in the discussion of someone seducing someone uh, enticing someone to serve Abu Zora, why is it specifically from your mother's side so Amr Abba says Lomi boy come on it's saying a Lomi boy it says Lomi boy Ben Av Dasani Leiv Ayit Leiv not only your father's your brother from your father who you hate each other not that you're in competition with each other and therefore he's likely to give you bad advice why do brothers from a father hate each other because they're in competition for the Yerusha and again we're discussing most likely ones from different parents just based on the context even your mother's son your brother's your mother's sons are your brothers from your mother's side. You not you don't hate as much. You're not in competition with them. he might have he might listen to him. therefore the Torah says, don't even to him who loves you, be careful. He might be giving you bad advice when it comes to Abodazara. I mean, interesting. I would have said the other way. I would have thought because again, who are you more likely to listen to? I guess that's what I'm saying. You're more likely to listen to your brother from your mother's side, therefore be more careful from him. Or not only more like not not you more likely. Who you're more likely to accept what they tell you, who you're less likely to be skeptical of, your brother from your mother. And he's not out there to get you. Still be careful. 
Okay, now we're going to bring another point in back to Hilchus Yichud. Our Mishnah says, "Name of my niece is like Abishol." It seems our Mishnah is not in line with Abishol. The Tanya, as we learned in the Brisa, "Kol Shloishim Yom Yoytzei Mechayif Nikbar." If you have a child born within thirty days, he's carried out in Mechayik uh, and he's buried. I, he doesn't get a buyer, a, a beer, or a coffin. A child who dies within, sorry, did I say born? A child who dies within thirty days doesn't get a, a beer or a coffin when he's been taken to buried. They just carry him. And you don't have a large funeral. You take the minimum amount of people. I don't know if this is what you have to, but you don't have to have a... I'm not, you see, I'm not sure if it's saying that you don't carry him in a coffin. You only take him holding. Or if it's saying you can because you don't have to. And so too with... You have a minimum size funeral. I don't know if it's saying you're not allowed a large funeral. I'm not sure. She says, but either way, what's the number? With one, um, with one woman and two men, but not one man and two women. No, you're not even allowed it with one man. So, so he says, even one man and two women you can. Aye, so it sounds like Abishol is not concerned about Yichud, one man and two women, which is against our Mishnah. So Moran says, now, Afilu Teimer, Abishol, you can even say it's Abishol, Bashas, Aninus, Tove Yitra, at the time of mourning, the Yates is broken and not as likely to come to Aveira, going to bury a child. Therefore, you can have one woman and two, uh, one man and two women. But Rabbanon Sovri like Rabbi Yitzchak to Amar Rabbi Yitzchak, Rabbanon hold like Rabbanon, the Rabbanon follow Rabbi Yitzchak who says, "My Yisonein Adam Chai Geber Al Chato." Says I feel he try. How do they understand that pasuk? My Yisonein Adam. What is a, a man mourning for when he's alive? Has he conquered his sins? Says I feel a b'shas anino shel Adam Yitro Misgaber Gog. Gaber Olov. Even at a time of Aninos, a person's Yetzer is Migaber Olov. But Abishol, and what about Abishol? How does he understand that possible? No, Kik Siv Hahu, the Misraim Amnidosov. Siv. That possible is not written about Aninos as a person in mourning, but as a person who's questioning Hashem. He's complaining against Hashem. I, Misraim Amnidosov, you're complaining against your lot to Hashem. Hashem, what have I done to deserve this? Hashem, what you, you know, that's all, that's what the Pasuk's talking about. Bahachi Ka'omar, and this is what it's saying. Ma Yisraim Amnidosov, Vichi Gever Al Fatov, Dayo Chaim Shanosati Law. Ma Yisonein Odom, what are you moaning about? Or what are you complaining about? Have you conquered all your sins? Vichi Gever Al Fatov. Chaim, you're alive. Dayo Chaim Shanosati Law. Isn't it enough that I'm giving you love? Verabonon. Oh, well, now that Rabbonon also have that source to learn it, why are they still concerned about uh, one man going with two women to bury a child? There's good grounds to say that there's no Yetzirah there and he doesn't have to worry. He says, no, there's a case of a certain woman and an incident happened and they all went out together. Basically, Rashi explains what happened. Um that some people used this as a pretext. They took a live child and they said, we're going to bury, they tricked everyone saying we're going to bury and they were just going out of, just leaving to get some seclusion and alone time together. So that's the concern here. So, so that's why the Rabbana were concerned that it would be used for a pretext of promiscuity. 
Okay, then it says, Aval Isha Achas. What? One woman can be alone with two men. She says, This is where they could upright men. Aval Beprutsim. But if they lowly men, even if there are ten men, it would still be Yichud. So one woman and ten men is still problem. And have a master, we see our There was a case where ten men took a woman out again to commit adultery with her, um, to to commit adultery with her because they they were lonely men and uh, it didn't matter that there were ten of them together. They were all in it together. Omar Rabbi I'll highlight this to you is that we see. You sometimes get ten men who band together to steal something and they are embarrassed of each other. We know how many men does it take to steal uh, the copper cables. It takes a few, and yet they're not embarrassed and they go and steal. We've got a proof for this from the case of the Soita. Remember, the husband take her up to Yerushalayim and for the thing in the base of Mikdash, and we send two Tamidei Chachomim to a company to make sure that they're not intimate on the der- on the road. So what he says, Tamidei Chachomim in Ancheta Amalo. We said it has to be Tamidei Chachomim and not other people again, because two regular, two lowly people would still, it would still be a problem of Yehud. So one else knows Tamidei Chachomim, that's not a good proof, shiny Tamidei Chachomim, diyodel asrobay, no, because the Chachomim know to warn him. Don't be alone in seclusion with your wife now because if you are, you're going to have trouble because they're not, the water's not going to check you and then they're not going to do the process of the sota and she'll remain forbidden with you or it will cause stumbling. Okay, we'll leave it there for today. Have a very good day. Good.